0: Hello, I'm Regina Zona, and this is True Confessions of a Still Fabulous Diva. This is my true confession. I'm not sure that I'm a great friend. I'm a Sagittarius, and I always say that my friends love me and they love to be with me because I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> we Sagittarius or Sagittari I don't know what the plural is. We're fun loving extroverts who are adventurers and usually the life of the party. Woohoo! From a very young age, I was never lacking of friends. I always had a group of people around me, and I loved to socialize. I was fun and loud in large gatherings, and it seems like I was always well-liked. I'm not saying that I was one of the cool kids. I definitely was not. I mean, I was a band geek in junior high, for God's sake. But I was a popular band geek. And there were certainly people that I wanted to be friends with who wouldn't give me the time of day, but I still always had people around me and could always count on a pretty healthy social calendar. That continued in college, although my social group was considerably smaller because of the nature of college. I mean, everyone is sort of focused on what it is that they're studying, and sometimes they only hang around with a few people who are studying the same things. And so for about five minutes... (laughs) in college, I considered pledging a sorority, but quickly realized that I was really not sorority material. And, you know, I didn't have any problems making friends or finding a group that I like to hang out with. So ultimately, Greek life was not for me. And then in postgraduate work, I was in a very small opera program Uh, that was very select. There were only about 25 singers in the entire program. So we were constantly working and playing together rather intensely. We were sharing very, very difficult experiences with each other. And that often brought us a lot closer, like we were all kind of trying to protect each other. And I really grew to love many of these people like they were my family. When I started singing professionally, I became part of this really strange social world where you're thrust together with a new group of people for just a month or two, you create art very intensely, you party hard, and then you leave. It was easy to make friends while you were there. You really had no choice I mean, you might have to make out with some of these people on stage, so you better get to know them. And with these people, you would drink copious amounts of alcohol or ride a roller coaster at Disney World or share an intimate conversation about vibrators backstage before you went on stage dressed as a nun. There would be this sense that you were really connecting with these people. And then 90% of the time, you would never see them again. I mean, this was the time before Facebook. So really, you would never see them again. But in a way, the love them and leave them kind of relationship that the opera world fosters fit very well in my life. Because for some reason, I have never been the type of person who hangs on to friendships long term. And I'm not really quite sure why. Maybe it's because I changed schools so much when I was younger. Maybe I'm always looking for the next best thing. Maybe because I'm a child of divorce. I don't want to get too attached to someone because I fear that they will leave me. Whoa, that's deep. But I have a few friends who are still besties with people they went to elementary school with. (laughs) I can't even fathom that. I barely remember the names of the people I went to graduate school with. (laughs) A little while ago, there was this Facebook hashtag where everyone was posting their first headshot. And it was an incredibly enlightening experience because... All of a sudden, I saw all of these faces that I actually knew. These were the people I remembered. And I could connect those names with these old photos. And I finally figured out who I was Facebook friends with. (laughs) Because honestly, more than half the people I am friends with on Facebook are people from my past that I'm sure we shared some kind of relationship But I have no idea how and have no recollection of that relationship. There, I admitted it. And honestly, I don't know why that is. Maybe I'm just getting old and I just can't remember. Or maybe these relationships really didn't mean enough to me when I engaged in them to actually stick in my memory. As I think on my lasting friendships, I truly only have a handful. And really, I mean, I think most people would say that the true friends that they have, there are only a handful of them in their lives. And what is interesting is that these few people are not people that I talk to on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, I will go for months, even years, between talking to these people. But yet... Every time we do connect, it feels like no time has passed. We pick up exactly where we left off. We share belly laughs just as easily as we share our intimate struggles. And my time with them fills me with an incredible amount of joy. One of my dearest friends is also my oldest friend, We met in summer music camp when I was in eighth grade and he was in 10th grade. We instantly connected on the very first day we got there. And then, because everyone was doing it, we hooked up. I mean, not in the dirty sexual way. We were kids, but we started holding hands and we were inseparable. So our funny story that actually we both tell... Um, even to this day, involves a school bus ride on a field trip. <clears throat> it was at night, and it was dark, and we were sitting on the bus waiting to go back to the school. And it was the perfect time to make out, right? We had been snuggling and holding hands for a week by now, and he had yet to kiss me. So I thought, surely that this was the right time and place for him to kiss me, right? But minutes passed and nothing. So finally, I said to him, I'm in eighth grade, remember? So are you going to kiss me or do I have to kiss you? And he said, you'll have to kiss me. Right? Unbelievable. So I did. I kissed him. I have no idea what it was like, but I kissed him. And now he is with his longtime boyfriend, and I am married to my life partner, so I guess things turned out for the best. It just wasn't meant to be. But we actually ended up spending a year of college together. Um, I went to Northwestern, as did he. And much later, we ended up living in the same state again. He lives in the same city that my mom lives in. And so I always say that when I am actually visiting Minneapolis, I'm actually going to visit him. And then I stop by my mom while I'm there. (laughs) Just kidding, mom, if you're listening. (laughs) But honestly, we talk to each other at most every two or three years now. And every time we do connect, I feel so lucky to have him in my life. He knows me at my worst and at my best. And I would do anything for him. And I think he would do anything for me. I consider him one of my very best friends. I have another friend who is a fellow opera singer. We also only speak every couple of years, too. But I adore her. It's so interesting because, you know, in this business, sometimes it's hard to support people who are trying to do go on the same path as you. You know, there's a lot of jealousy, even if we try to deny it most of the time, not with malicious intent, but just the sense of seeing someone else's success sometimes makes you feel bad about your own lack of success. But I never, never had any feelings like this towards this beautiful woman and singer. She is so genuine and kind and real. And every time she found success, I was elated for her. She lives a very different life than I do right now, as she is now a mother of two. But she's still singing. And I still feel so lucky that she's in my life. And there are a few other dear friends that I would do anything for, and and I know that they would do anything for me. And when I think about those friendships, I try to figure out why they have lasted, even though so much time passes before we see each other again. I realize that the unique thing about these relationships is the fact that we genuinely mutually care about each other. I mean, that seems kind of obvious, right? Of course, we care about each other. We're friends. We wouldn't be friends if we didn't. But I have so many acquaintances who I am very friendly with, who I have a good time with, and I know that they are there with me in the moment that we're together. But beyond that moment, they don't think about me and perhaps wouldn't reach out to me unless they needed something. And truth be told, it's the same thing on my end. And I'm not putting the blame on them because the fact of the matter is that I regard these acquaintances in the same way. We have an artificial connection that is based on need. And that's okay. We all have people in our lives like that. But my true friends, when I talk to them, they make me feel like I am the most important person in the room. I know they genuinely care about me, what I'm saying, what I'm going through, what I'm feeling, and I feel exactly the same way. I relish in hearing about their lives and their experiences and their feelings, and I would do anything that I could to support them and make them happy. Because the one thing about me is that I am fiercely loyal. I would do anything for those dear friends of mine, whether they asked me or not, without any hesitation or expectation of reciprocation. And perhaps that's why it hurts so much when I lose friends. I had a group of friends, and one friend in particular, when I did my postgraduate work who I was thick as thieves with. We spent almost every day together. We laughed and cried together. We bitched and celebrated together. We ate and shopped together. Our connection was immediate and continued even when we were both pursuing our performing dreams. I loved her and I knew that she loved me, but then we seemed to grow apart. It happens to the best of us i was in a committed relationship and i lived seven hours away and she was still surrounded by the group of friends that we hung around with and then something happened i have absolutely no memory of what exactly it was but we had a falling out i was upset about it whatever it was But neither one of us really liked confrontation, so we never really talked about it. We just stopped talking, stopped talking to one another. And years went by, and we didn't talk to each other at all. And all of a sudden, I had lost one of my closest friends. As the years passed, I tried to think about what could have ended this relationship, and I realized that it was most likely very much my fault. I realized that because I am so fiercely loyal to my friends, I put these impossible expectations on them that I assumed they would be just as fiercely loyal to me. But here's the rub. (laughs) I expected them to reach out to me, even though at the time, I did actually very little to reach out to them. I would know in my heart that I would do anything for them if they needed me, but I expected them to ask for it instead of being there when they didn't expect it. And I think that is what happened to this relationship. I resented the fact that she didn't include me in her life like she always had when we were together, even though I did nothing to let her know that I wanted to be included. And by the time I got over the resentment, the friendship was over. Then a miracle happened. Facebook was invented. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I was Facebook friends with her, which really made me happy because I thought that finally we could reconnect. And eventually, we did reconnect face to face. And it was wonderful to see her and catch up. I apologized to her for whatever I did to hurt our relationship, and we were able to move on. And she supported me in a venture I did a few years back, and I invited her to Thanksgiving dinner one year. But the relationship hasn't really continued. For some reason, I thought that because we had had such an intensely close relationship in the past, we could find our way back to that now, that we were both older and wiser. But that hasn't happened. And as much as I hate to admit it, I see pictures on Facebook with Her and our old group of friends who she is still very close with, and I get sad. I miss those people and the experiences we shared. And I guess I'm also a little jealous because they found a way to still be in each other's lives without me. Oh, don't you feel sorry for me? (laughs) But it brings me to the core of my confession— I'm not sure that I am a great friend. Sure, some friendships are meant to last the test of time and some aren't. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. And it doesn't mean that friendships that don't last were not genuine. But with this friendship in particular, I thought it was very strong. And I thought that it would last the test of time. And yet it didn't. And it didn't in part because I chose not to work at it. I just expected it to remain the same, even though things around us were changing. And the weirdest thing is that when all those years when we reconnected as more mature adults, I really thought that we could just pick up where we left off. But that isn't the case, and I can't necessarily define why. And it makes me think that it's me, which is stupid, right? Friendships are about two people, not just one. And this is truly the only friendship that I have lost and I really miss. And I keep trying to figure out what I could do to repair it. But in the end, maybe I just need to resign myself to let it go. It's okay to be casual acquaintances. I still am happy to see her her successes and feel her pains of her disappointments, even if it's through the disconnect of Facebook. And I can never discount the great joy the friendship gave me. It was one of the best things that I had in that time of my life, and for that I am grateful. And. Really, aren't we lucky that even if a friendship doesn't last, we can still look back at it and realize that we were blessed to have it, even if it was just for a short time? This is what I know for sure. Being in a lasting friendship is just like being in a lasting marriage. You have to work at it. True, there are some friendships that you have to work less at. But as in most things in life, in order to grow in a relationship, you have to make an effort. For some reason... I naturally expected that the friends that I held dear would not only feel the exact same way about me, but they would also treat me exactly as I would treat them. (laughs) The problem is that I'm not sure I ever expressed that to the friend that I miss, For some reason, I just expected that she knew that and that she would reach out to me and show me that I was important in her life. And when she didn't in the way that I expected her to, I held a grudge. But how stupid is that? Because did I ever reach out to her and continuously show her what she meant to me? No, I did not. I guess maybe because we were so close at one time, both geographically and emotionally, she would just know what I needed. But how could she? I never gave her a clue. And maybe I took more than I gave. The bulk of our friendship was when I was in my mid-20s. And, you know, we're all a little or a lot selfish in our 20s. And now that I'm in my upper 40s, I'm very cognizant of giving more than I get in a relationship. Granted, I probably still don't give as much as I should, but at least it's something that I think about. I'm trying to better myself, you know? (laughs) I try to be more generous with my time and my attention, even though I am sure that I fail at it sometimes. But the one thing that I have learned is that one of the best ways to show someone that you care is to simply show up. Without expectation, without needing reciprocation, just show up. That means when you are invited, if at all possible, be there. When they... When you see that your friends are succeeding, reach out to them and tell them that you're happy for them. When you see that they are hurting, reach out to them and do something for them that shows your support. Not just a thoughts and prayers moment, but something more tangible than that. Show them in little ways and in big ways that they mean something to you. On a regular basis. Another important thing is to stop keeping score. It doesn't matter who called last. If they haven't called, then you need to call them. Don't hold a grudge because they didn't call and it's their turn. A friendship is, is not a competition. It is a give and take, and sometimes you have to give a little bit more than you take. The next thing is to deal with conflict. If something comes up in a relationship, don't let it fester and bubble until it becomes an irreconcilable difference. If someone's feelings are hurt, address it. And if you are the reason someone's feelings are hurt, listen and apologize. But don't let the conflict sit unresolved. That will be the end of the friendship. Being willing to be uncomfortable and to work through a problem rather than to bail is the sign of a true friend. And finally, keep reaching out. Keep inviting them to dinner. Keep sending them texts or calling them or writing on their Facebook wall. Even if they aren't reaching out to you as much, If you want them in your life, you need to show them. Not in a stalky way, (laughs) but in a way that says that your presence in my life matters. So this is why I no longer wait for invitations. If I see someone I would like to connect with, I ask them out for coffee or dinner or something. And when someone reaches out to me saying, we should get together, instead of responding with a, great, let's do it, I respond by asking, when are you available next week? And I get something on the calendar. Whenever any friend, close one or not, wants to meet with me, I now make an effort to follow through. And it has enhanced my life in ways that I could have never expected. And now I just have to make sure that I keep following through. So here's my inspiration for the week. This is a quote from the 19th century poet, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. The only way to have a friend is to be one. So have you been a good friend lately? Thank you so much for listening. I'm really grateful to you for sharing this journey with me. And join me next week when my next confession is... I finally know why I'm doing these podcasts. And remember that the only response to the question, how are you, is fabulous.